smother chicken there. By my oh, hand. yes, sir. Smother chicken. Welcome to the Smothered Chicken Podcast. Uh, we are back. I'm back. Uh, welcome back, Etch. We are going to talk a little bit about the Pacers draft picks. We had a trade up before the draft started, and then we traded up again later in the draft. So we'll kind of get into that as we get through uh, the podcast. So before the draft started, we traded 54 and 60 and two future second-round picks for pick 31. And that led to a later deal, and we'll get into that later. But um, let's start with talking a little bit about Chris Duarte, who was our selection at 13. Uh, Etch, do you want to go ahead and start off? what your thoughts are on Duarte and maybe why we picked him? Uh, Yeah, I think the mindset of the front office when making the selection had to be uh, win now and get a player that can come in immediately and help the team uh, compete for a championship. It has to be their mindset, uh, especially with Moses Moody on the board. They went they opted to take Duarte over him five years older. So uh, it sounded like experience and being able to come in and help immediately was a a big turning point for them in this decision. Yeah, I agree. I think age played a huge factor. They want to get an experienced guy that really is going to make a immediate impact in for our team and make a deeper playoff run than we have been able to these last couple seasons. Duarte uh, is from Oregon. He spent three years there. He averaged 17, or sorry, two years there. He averaged 17 uh, this previous season. He is a very good shooter. Um, Let's see... 77% of his field goal attempts were from behind the arc, so he shoots from behind the arc a lot. And he made 42% of those. He made 2.3 three-pointers per game, which is good. That's going to give us something to work with. Um, So do you think we kind of slot him into a Doug McDermott-type role and just this is kind of Doug's replacement and use him similar to how we use Doug McDermott? Uh, yeah, I do think this is a pick to replace Doug McDermott. This upcoming year, I don't think they want to uh, splash and spend a whole lot of money to retain Doug. So I do think this pick has a lot to do with filling the role Doug provided off the bench. And even today in the introductory press conferences. I think Carlisle talked about using Duarte at the one as a primary ball handler. So we may be able to see him be more of a Swiss army knife than Doug was with uh, just those off ball screens and off ball movement. We could see Duarte playing on and off ball at times. So I I do think it's going to be a Doug replacement, but I also think he'll be able to provide more than uh, we could get out of Doug. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a lot of a uh, step up on the defensive end compared to Doug. 
I think Duarte has very good hands from what I've seen really quick. He had just under two steals per game last season. Um, in the press conference, they were talking about UCLA's coach said that he thought Duarte was the best defender in all of college basketball, which is something huge. And I think that could be a huge help for us. We just need a defender that puts all his effort out there on defense and offense, but we just need that good wing defender. And that's what we were missing. Do you agree or what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's important. Uh, for this team because the defense was just so horrid last year. And I like the direction they're going with uh, the defense off the bench because we'll have McConnell and if they decide between Lamb and Sumner, it should be Sumner in my opinion. So it would be McConnell, Sumner, Duarte, Holiday. You have Brissett and Jackson off the bench too. That's a bunch of scrappy, long defenders who just bring a whole lot of energy. And I think that's great. Uh, for the team, provide energy off the bench, which was much needed last year. So in the chat here, uh, Carlisle picks the old Stricky. That sounds about right. I I agree. I think it's frustrating it from a sense with Moody being there picking the older guy. But I think it gives us a lot of experience. And Duarte was pretty good in the one March Madness game he did play. But I, that experience, I think, will help. And then we had our pick later in the draft where we picked a younger guy that hopefully we can bring along and develop. Um, but that's his age is really the only glaring weakness of Duarte. He doesn't have the quickest first step or amazing handles. His handles are good, but they could be better. But... It gives us a okay playmaker, a good shooter, good defender, and that's really what this team was missing. Do you have any other thoughts on Duarte? Or uh, I will say after sleeping on it and thinking about it more, I have come to hate the pick less than I did last night. Last night I was just so frustrated because Moody was there and everyone's eyes were on Moody throughout the whole pre-draft process. And to see them take a 24-year-old while Moody was still on the board, it was just very frustrating. But the more film that I've been able to watch and more I've started to hear about Duarte, I have come to like the pick uh, more and more. So now I think we can kind of shift our focus over to Isaiah Jackson. So we... Traded pick 31 and Aaron Holiday and traded up to, was it 22 or 23? Uh, 22, I believe. Okay. It was 22, which was originally the Lakers pick, but then that was in the Westbrook trade, and then it was traded to us. So pick 22, we selected Isaiah Jackson. He's a center slash power forward from Kentucky. Um, just really athletic, agile, good defender. Loves to run the break. He plays really well above the rim. Uh, the more I keep digging into him, I'm just really in love with his game. What's your thoughts on him? Uh, yeah, I I like the pick a lot. Um, I can't say I was too familiar with him before the draft. I hadn't really ever heard of him. And uh, so when I saw that trade, I 
I immediately, my thoughts were, really? Another center? Another big? Because that's been the joke uh, about the Pacers is they love just piling on bigs in the nowadays when the league is moving towards small ball. But after doing research, I like the pick a lot. Uh, I think Jackson will fit well next to either big you want to play because you can stretch the floor with Miles. And then on the defensive end, that's going to be a force down low because they're both so good out in the perimeter and in the paint. And Jackson will help Sabonis a lot because Sabonis doesn't thrive on the defensive end. So Jackson's length and quickness and ability to play the pick and roll on the defensive side of the ball, it'll, it'll help. And I think that is what they wanted uh, out of this pick is someone who could play with both bigs. Uh, versatility, I think, was really important when deciding to take Isaiah Jackson at 22. Yeah, you just stole my word. Uh, versatility, I think, is why we picked him. Just being able to pair him with either of the bigs. And then we don't really know what we have in Goga. I don't think we have seen Goga at his full potential yet with not having Summer League with him. And then just Nate's season last year, I don't know exactly what we have in Goga. I think we can see Isaiah Jackson play at the four, and I think that could be interesting and maybe an interesting pair with Goga, but I really like the combination with Miles, like you were saying. Um, but yeah, he runs the break really well. And the other thing that Carlisle talked about today in the presser was how well he can stop lobs, which is something that we just don't have on this team. And he's also a lob threat himself, um, which we don't have on the team other than Cassius in the couple games he played. Yeah, I I noticed today on Twitter, uh, Caitlin Cooper, who's done a great job covering the Pacers for so long now, uh, on Twitter pointed out uh, the lack of the Pacers' uh, weak side rim protecting, which is something that is glaring whenever you watch the Pacers play is just their weak side defense isn't that atrocious. It's just with Bjorkren who was playing lamb at the four, there was no one in there to protect the paint whenever a big would get switched out onto the perimeter. And I think Isaiah Jackson just brings weak side help that we so desperately needed off the bench. And yeah, I, I think he'll fit in perfectly if they do decide to play him this year. So then he is 19 years old, so he is going to be a little bit of a project. He can't really shoot, but that was another thing that was talked about in the presser is Carlisle worked with him a lot one-on-one -on -one about different shooting mechanics and seeing if they can just improve his jumper. And Rick said he was very impressed with Isaiah Jackson, and he sees some promise in his jumper, and that would definitely help him take his game to the next level. Yeah, I, I I mean, we've seen it before, time and time again. I've seen him uh, talked about, I think it was uh, Calipari, or Calipari, however you say it, uh, his coach in college said he reminded him of, uh, of uh, Pascal Siakam. And Siakam, when he came into the league, he couldn't shoot all that well either. And Siakam worked on it, and now he's a legit threat from the perimeter. So I think if you just give... Jackson time to develop 
he can turn into a real real Swiss Army knife on both ends of the floor. So then, assuming there aren't injuries this year, do you think Jackson more takes a Jakar role and doesn't get a ton of meaningful time this year? Or do you think they find a way to split minutes between Goga and Jackson or just play the hot hand and ride the hot hand between those two or play him next to Goga? What do you think the game plan will be as far as him this season? Um, I think it all depends on really what Carlisle sees and what he wants to do. Because um, with a new coach, finding uh, the perfect fit for what you want to do is really important. So we could see some experimental lineups early in the season. And I do think he'll just roll with what has been working best. And if Isaiah Jackson is in that lineup, then fantastic. If he's not, then it means Carlisle sees that we have a better chance at winning without him in the lineup. And for this year, that's completely fine. He's a very raw talent, 19 years old. You need to give him time to develop. So it's not the end of the world if Jackson isn't implemented into the lineup day one. I think this is a very long-term project that they they took on by drafting uh, Jackson at 22 and – I think it's also important to say that injuries are going to happen. I mean, it's the Indiana Pacers. Someone is going to get hurt this year. Hopefully not for an extended amount of time, please. Um, everyone is hoping and praying for that to not happen. But injuries are a part of the game. So having depth and having people that are ready to come in and make an impact is so important. So if Jackson is ready then play him as much as you can because getting those reps are so important to the growth of a player. Yeah, and I think we'll see a lot of that in Summer League, Uh, just seeing Goga and Jackson and seeing those two get some time and get a lot of time and just see what they do when they get comfortable and get enough time on the court. But... Um, like you said, we have a lot of depth, so if entries are going to happen, we have a lot of depth to work with, with Lamb, Justin Holiday, Sumner, O'Shea. We have one of the deepest teams in the league, but it'll be interesting if we do see another move happen here, just with Lamb and his cap hit, or just another veteran and move them out just to open up some more money. We have... 11 million open right now and uh j michael reported earlier today that we are probably going to bring back mcconnell so that is great to hear i'm thrilled to have him back (laughs) he was a meaningful part of our team last season oh yeah fan favorite really important to bring him back uh to run the second unit and as far as lamb goes i do think that most of the fans I do think it's time to part ways with him, and I believe it is too. I just don't really see a fit for him in either of the groups that we would uh, run out there in the regular season. So then just back to Jackson real quick. Uh, Some other weaknesses of him is his weight. At 6'10", he only weighs in at uh, 
205, which is a little bit less heavy than you want for a big. So that's something he's going to have to work on is balking up and being able to play with other big men in the league. And then his back-to-the-basket game isn't real good either. But he, the just transition threat that we're going to have with him is going to be awesome. Yeah, we're going to have guys that can really run the floor. And I think for the first time in a while, we're going to have an exciting team that you can really watch every game and have fun watching because last year that was really missing in the the fans. They weren't having fun watching the team, and that's always important. Uh, To wrap up Isaiah Jackson, his player comp was Nick Claxton from the Nets, their big men. But earlier in the presser today, he was asked about who he thinks his player comparison is, and he said Kevin Garnett, and I loved that. I thought that was a really bold player comparison. But he said he thinks that he can shoot like him, and he defends like him, and just plays all out on the defensive end just like KG did. Uh, anything else about Isaiah Jackson, or are you ready to move on? Uh, I'm just excited to see what he can do. I always love it when we bring in uh, new young guys to play, and uh, hopefully it all works out. So then we have... Cassius Stanley will be on a two-way contract next year, and he'll be towards the end of the roster. But we also have Keelan Martin, who we're waiting on a decision from uh, for a team option. Uh, So yeah, we're waiting to see if he comes back. And then we had another two-way contract given out to uh, Washington Jr. from... Ohio State, and he'll just be brought on and play during summer league, and we'll see what he can do. And then another undrafted free agent training camp contract that we had was uh, Terry Taylor from Austin Prey, and he's a really versatile guard. Um, He went undrafted, but It'll be interesting what he can do against some tougher competition. He's a very good guard. He should if you get a chance, take some time to watch him because he has a lot of potential in my eyes. Yeah, I haven't had a whole lot of a chance to see either one of them play. Um, I did see more of uh, Dwayne Washington just because he played for Ohio State and you know they're bigger in the media than uh, where Terry, Terry Taylor went to school. And so I have actually never seen Terry Taylor play. Uh, I probably will watch film on him before the summer league starts just so I can get more familiar with these guys. But uh, yeah, I I do like those signings. Just uh, give us more people to look out for on the summer league to see if they can earn a spot on the roster. All right. Is there anything else you have uh, before we wrap it up here? Uh, as far as the Pacers go, uh, no. All right. Um, we will let you know uh, for future podcasts, but I think we're done here today. Hopefully Summer League goes well and we get to see 
some of Goga, Cassius, all of these guys, and, and the draftees also, and just see what they have. I'm really excited to see Goga. Uh, just he hasn't had any kind of run yet, and I'm excited to see what he can do. Any closing other closing thoughts? Uh, no, I am just looking forward to summer league starting and uh, seeing if this year can provide some more hope than last year did. Yep. All right. We will talk to everyone soon and have a good night. It is. Oh, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Smother chicken all day, that player. All day. Oh, yes. That smothered chicken. Here, go up, smother it. Ooh, with a little gravy. Just a bit of gravy. We got our first of the year. Oh, my goodness.